welcome to the Woman Warriors Podcast, where we're working to help you call a truce with your anxiety. The information in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Now, here's your host, Elizabeth Cush, LCPC. Welcome back to the Woman Warriors Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cush, and I am a licensed clinical professional counselor in Annapolis, Maryland. And I believe that we can all find the warrior within through practices of mindfulness, meditation, and self-compassion. If you'd like to get on my newsletter, you can go to progressioncounseling.com or womanwarriors.com, and there is a, a form to fill out at the bottom of the page. There will also be a link to sign up through the show notes for episode 117. Today, my guest is Stephanie Weikert, who is a certified yoga therapist, and she helps smart, capable men and women manage stress with some of the most fundamental yet little-known principles of yoga. She's on a mission to share her signature make peace with stress method so more people can get unstuck from patterns of stressing and become more present, calm, and confident. She's also going to share how her NOW acronym can help you in moments of stress. Let's get started. Hi, Stephanie, and welcome to the Woman Warriors podcast. Hi, Elizabeth. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to jump into our conversation. But before we get started, if you could share with the listeners a little bit about you and the work that you do. Yeah, I'd love to. I am a certified yoga therapist and creator of Make Peace With Stress, which is a yoga therapy program that mentors you to embrace challenges rather than resist them. Embrace them as opportunities so that you can stop struggling with the demands of life and be more present, more calm, more confident every day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's good I work. I, I would imagine, and so needed, our, our world, well, especially right now, we're in the midst of physical distancing and all of the coronavirus stuff that there's a lot of added stress to our world. But even without that, I think as, as Americans, our Western culture, we just tend to carry stress around all the time. Yeah, it's true. And you know, one of the things that I've really come to embrace about stress and stress in America is that we stressing is really just a pattern. It's just a habit. And when we get into the habit of, you know, reacting emotionally, negatively judging and all of that, that our bodies get into this mode of just chronically being in our fight or flight response, maybe not to the extreme, but at least to some extent. And then everything becomes an emergency. Every little thing becomes an emergency and it's really taxing. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's tough. 
Yeah, I, I describe it. It's like living your life as the, though there's a constant fire drill, right? <laughs> like That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you yourself have overcome stress. And I think in your upcoming book, The Make Peace with Stress, you talk about your journey to healing. And I wondered if you'd be comfortable sharing that with the listeners today. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, It was 20 years ago, I found myself in um, basically in a situation where I had been struggling with stress for about a decade since my late teens. Mm. And it was just really at a place where functioning was challenging, where, as you said, everything in my life felt like a fire drill. And I developed a, what I now know as a body focused repetitive behavior that was a Mm -hmm. bit of a coping mechanism. I didn't know what that was at the time, but many people are familiar with the idea of, of, of biting on your fingernails, right? That that's a, that's a more common sort of body focused repetitive, you know, nervous behavior. Mm -hmm. But mine was that I pulled on my eyebrows and eyelashes. Mm. Um, And it was something that I had been doing on and off for for that entire decade of my late teens to my late 20s. But it got to the point where I had no eyebrows or eyelashes. And yeah, it was not not an attractive look. I don't Mm. recommend it. Um, but, But I still would find myself sort of, you know, picking, I guess might be the right, you know, sort of rubbing my fingers across where my eyebrows and eyelashes should be and looking for something to pull. And that's, that's what really sort of got my attention that like, oh, wait a minute, this is, this is like something that needs to be managed or taken care of or dealt with. Um, and yeah, right. Because, because it was one thing to have the satisfaction of, you know, finding little hairs to pull on. That was, there's something oddly soothing about that. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once there was nothing to actually pull still really going through the motions of that got my attention. And the story really is that one day, Well, I'd like to also just mention that throughout this time, even though I said earlier, like I wasn't functioning throughout this time, I was, you know, um, working on college and, you know, had some, you know, decent jobs. And also right after the sort of pinnacle of this, I purchased a house on my own and was renovating. Yeah. Like a 1920s bungalow pretty much by myself. So I mentioned this because to the outside world, I was doing pretty well. You know, I, I, I managed, Mm. um, but inside it was the, you know, a constant struggle to function. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so, um, those two sort of, you know, sides of me, so to speak, eventually just came crashing together. And this moment that I describe in the introduction of my book is about, um, I was in my bathroom, a bathroom that I was renovating. So I had gone through all of the demo and I walked in there and just had this overwhelming sense of like, what the hell have I gotten myself into? (laughs) Here I am 
like 26 years old and oh, you know I you know this was pre-internet in a lot of ways <laughs> right right you, know? you couldn't pull up a youtube video to help you figure out what's next <laughs> that's right i had a big giant orange home depot like diy uh home renovation book. Wow. wow anyhow so i you know i had this overwhelming sense and i you know immediately start like pulling you know doing my my little nervous behavior and i turned and i saw myself in the mirror and Elizabeth, I cannot describe the sense of, you know, obviously I'd looked in the mirror every single day for, you know, a decade or more for my entire life, practically, yeah. you know, when you brush your teeth or whatever. But that day, something was different. When I saw myself in the mirror, it was as if I was seeing myself for the very first time. Wow. And I, it, uh, and I saw, you know, have, not having eyebrows or eyelashes. And I just, I looked deeply into my own eyes and just recognized in that moment. And I get goosebumps even telling the story. I was going to say, I'm getting 20 goosebumps years with later, you telling it. In that moment, I just recognized that I had a very simple choice to make. And the choice was that I could either stay stuck in living the same way that I'd been living for, you know, at this point, a decade, sort of, you know, managing, trying to get through, trying to, you know, put on one face on the outside, but secretly inside, you know, feeling mm -hmm. full of dread and self-loathing and like I was falling apart. Yeah. So I either stay stuck and miserable. That's how I often think of it. Stay stuck and miserable or take charge of myself. And, you know, it's when I say it, it's like, yeah, well, duh, of course. But there was a profound shift in me in that moment that that's all there was. Like it was one way or the other. It was my sort of fork in the road moment. Well, and, and the idea that things could be different. Yeah. Like, I don't have to keep doing it this way. That's right. That's mm. right. And I think there was something about that, you know, sense of really seeing myself and sort of seeing not only the outer shell of what I looked like, which was pretty strange looking mm. um, and, and shocking in a lot of ways, um, but also sort of seeing underneath of that and recognizing, and maybe it had something to do with the fact that I just demoed a bathroom that I had no idea how I was going <laughs> to put back together, but it was a sense of like, it's on you. You have to do this for yourself self there's yeah. not no no outside thing you know um no no and it's not you know the way you eat it's not the sleep it's not the exercise it's not the you know getting a better job it's not the having a nicer car or different this or a different that or new clothes or you know right. it was really this profound sense of like either keep on with the way you're doing it or stop yourself and do something differently. Wow. And yeah. And so I decided to tackle this, you know, this nervous habit of pulling on my eyebrows and eyelashes. And mm. I say in my book, you know, okay, I was like 26, 27 years old. I, there may have been a bit of vanity there. Fine. <laughs> sure. Of course. I, I, I mean, I totally own my own vanity. So there you go. Yes. Even today. 
yeah yes. it looked you know I, I looked so strange with no mm. eyebrows and eyelashes but I just decided that was the one thing I was gonna let everything else go I was gonna stop worrying about all the other things that I'd been you know dabbling in like I said like the diet the sleep the you know mm. exercise the, all the other things that I thought were supposed to help me feel better or change and to just focus on this one thing And so what I did was when I found myself, you know, searching for some little stray hair to pull on that wasn't there, Mm -hmm. I would bend over, whether I was sitting, uh, whether I was, you know, standing, no matter, pretty much no matter where I was, I would get myself to a place where I could bend over And I would take a few deep breaths and I would say to myself, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it started. Stop. Just stop it. Just stop yourself. Hmm. Right. And that was my way that my initial way of taking charge of myself uh, Mm -hmm. from this, you know, from this nervous habit, just just stop, stop doing it. And it was like a mantra Just stop, just stop. And um, and I was able to stop sometimes for, you know, two minutes, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, but those times got a little, you know, the times got a little bit more spread out and a little bit more spread out and, um, and my eyebrows and eyelashes very, 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 very slowly started growing back. Mm-hmm. But what I found was this really simple practice of just bending over and breathing and sort of talking to myself, essentially, focusing my attention on something very specific, really shifted the way that I felt in that moment and started to have a compounding effect where I started to to just feel a little bit better, a little bit more in control of myself, a little bit more um, present with my experience and with what I wanted to actually be doing instead of, you know, sort of my automatic patterns of spinning out. And, um, so I kept doing it. I just kept doing it. And, and quite honestly, I still do it all the time. Hmm. Yeah. And so it's really bringing that awareness to each, like being mindfully aware that there is this part of you that wants to work, you know, however it is, manage the stress, go to that place where, don't have to feel it, but then feeling it and saying, I can be with it, right? I can that's right. I can be yeah. with it and and get through without needing this coping mechanism. That's right. And ultimately, what's so I think just fascinating and profound about this is that ultimately it really showed me that those moments where I felt challenged on some level where I was, you know, that was a demanding moment. That was a fire drill moment, if you will, where my, uh, my inner reaction was initially one of like, Oh my goodness, you know, Mm -hmm. um, turned into a moment that I could really shift away from that and not just toward neutrality, not just toward like, okay, I can manage this or, um, you know, I can be okay with it, but it actually started becoming a, what I often think of as like, as a catalyst for growth, as a catalyst, those moments became opportunities to really hone the energy of that and say, this is actually what I really want. And it went from just 
not doing the thing that I didn't want to do to being, you know, okay or fine or getting through it to I, I'm not only taking charge and not doing something, but I'm taking charge and moving toward what I really want. Mm. And when you think about it, that's what the stress response is. Physiologically, the stress response is there to help you uh, do what you need to do. Right, 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 right. To give you that energy, that push to, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that's so that's why my program is called Make Peace with Stress. It's not just about managing stress. It's about saying, yes, this is my body and my mind's way of trying to show me that something is out of alignment here or that there's an opportunity to really do something important. Mm. Wow. It's funny to me that that the thing that we most avoid, like feeling the stress, the things we don't want to feel, the stress, the anxiety, feelings of overwhelm, and often all of us, our go-to is to avoid, avoid, avoid. Can we eat or get on the internet or go yep. take a run or whatever it is? And yet the turning toward the opening our awareness and allowing it to come in can really be the thing that helps us manage it better. Yeah, it's really true. And um, I think what's, you know, yeah, you're absolutely right that like numbing and distracting are our Mm -hmm. (laughs) go-to sort of mechanisms. But I think what's so powerful about turning toward and opening to, as you say, is that it really cultivates um, a a strong relationship with Mm -hmm. your inner knowing, right? Yep. Which I think is so powerful. And I think in a lot of ways, the source of stress for many of us, because we're, you know, sort of disconnected from what is inside of us, that wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, disconnected from so much of what's happening internally, like physically, but also emotionally, I think. Uh, I mean, depending on how you were raised, I'm going to speak for myself. Yeah, that there wasn't a whole lot of emotional awareness for my family growing up. And so it's taken me as an adult to have to learn how to do that, to connect to those emotions and know that whatever they are, I, I'm I can be with them and be okay. Right. Yep. Exactly. I don't know who said it, but there's a, a, a quote or a phrase: uh, "Everything you want is on the other side of fear." Mm. And I just really love that. I mean, because stress in a lot of ways is a manifestation of fear, right? When you think about the fight or flight response and how oh, the stress yeah. response is, uh, you know, a, a, a mechanism for keeping us safe. Um, yeah. on some level. Um, so yeah. when you, you know, when you, when you learn to lean into it and to, to work through it, to go through it rather than to try to avoid it, there's so much wisdom there. It's what mm-hmm. I really love about this work is that it's not just about, you know, oh, can I, relieve these symptoms, <laughs> right. right? That it's right. more about tapping into that deep inner wisdom that's built into every single one of us, every yes. single one of us. Yes, I, I would agree. Yeah. And so how, I, I mean, I, I, your work 
as a yoga therapist, a certified yoga therapist, I'm sure your own personal practice has helped you because I think yoga does just that, right? It taps us into our physical self, but also just our inner wisdom, I think. Um, how does that help you in your work with the clients that you see? Yeah, thank you for asking. This is a great question because I really, and in my um, in my work in the last decade plus, one of, I think the biggest things that I am always doing is helping people understand that yoga is more than just rolling out a, you know, a mat and doing sun salutations. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, there's a, absolutely a place for that. And I love that. And I do that on the regular, but that there's more to it, one. And two, that it doesn't have to be something that is separate. I think that's, that is the biggest lesson. I think that I sort of pre-learned and then was affirmed in my journey. So what I mean by that is I had never done yoga when I started bending over and breathing and talking to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I had never stepped foot on a yoga mat. I, I was maybe vaguely aware of it, but not really. And it was probably close to a year after this, um, you know, sort of moment of insight, um, if you will, before I stepped onto a yoga mat in a class at the YMCA. Mm-hmm. And what happened there is that I, you know, went to this formal class, rolled out my mat, got on the mat, started doing what the instructor was, you know, was was offering. And then realized like, oh, wait a minute, what I've been doing is yoga. (laughs) And so, so I like to really offer up and so much that I do that tapping into your body, becoming aware of your, of your breath and managing your breathing and, you know, being intentional with in your mind is the practice of yoga. And you can do that in your car driving, you know, 70 miles an hour down the highway. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have to, you don't have to have on stretch pants and (laughs) incense. (laughs) Right. Right. That we can use these, you know, these, whatever you want to call them. I was going to say techniques, but that sounds, I don't know, too technical, but yes, we can use our body and our breath just to be more present in whatever we're doing. And that is the practice. And so the way I say it is not techniques, as you were mentioning, I say practices and insights, there right? There's the physical practice of quite literally, and I just did it now, just sitting up a little taller and spreading my shoulders out to, to make my heart more available. Uh, mm. You know, there's, there's becoming aware of your breath. And then there's also another layer of um, you know, managing your breath in a specific way. And, you know, there's all sorts of different things that you can do and they have a different, you know, they have different effects on not only your body, but also your mind. And then there's Mm -hmm. mental practices. You know, the one we're all most familiar with is meditation and, and, and mindfulness is a way that we talk about this, um, sort of more in the modern world, 
but there's, you know, even, even in my original practice of saying, stop pulling on your eyebrows and eyelashes over and over again, that's mantra. And that's yes. quite literally directing, you know, harnessing your, your mental power and focusing on it. <laughs> yeah. So these tools, these, you know, practices and insights are incredibly potent and you can do them in a more, you know, formal way. I'm using air quotes here, you know, sort of (laughs) if you get on the, you know, yoga mat and go through a specific practice, but you can also use them as part of your daily life. And that's really what I offer. And so that's really to answer your question. And ultimately, that's really what I have learned from my practice mm-hmm. and um, how that informs my work as a certified yoga therapist is your yoga is within you and it's with you always. Mm, I love that. I love that. So um, your your program that you are, I guess, working on or offering Make Peace with Stress, like what not that you have to tell us what the whole program is but what is your intention what are your hopes that this program will offer people who would sign up for it yeah so i've been um offering make peace with stress for 5 years now okay um and there has been uh the the first 3 years was really about working with a hand, couple different handfuls of women to um to to build it to grow it i was looking at them saying okay what do you need mm. but ultimately and i'm happy to share exactly what we do because this is uh, this this method I, I say that make peace with stress is a philosophy which is you know what we've already talked about the philosophy of of embracing life's challenges as opportunities for growth mm. pretty much instead of you know managing relieving where stress is also often talked about as stress relief. (laughs) Right. Um, Right. Right. So, so embracing that as an opportunity as, as a, for growth, or even as a, you know, if you want to go even bigger, like a catalyst for transformation. Mm. Um, And then yoga philosophy is a program, which you started talking about, but the program is really about the make peace with stress method. So the method is three very specific tools from yoga philosophy that are Mm self-study, surrender, and intention. Mm -hmm. And I show these three steps as sort of like the recycling symbol, right? Three little things and you go around and around and around continually forever, 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 (laughs) forever. (laughs) And and what's beautiful about them, just like, you know, the whole of yoga is they really meet you where you are. So you can use these three steps in a moment of, you know, let's just say, somewhat insignificant challenge like maybe sitting in a traffic jam right and also these three steps can help you overcome you know massive challenges in your life you know divorce Mm. um you know the death of a loved one um you know financial issues or you know interpersonal issues emotional issues so um self-study, surrender, and intention. And, and because this is something that I'm just naturally good at, I, I have really tried to make them, not tried to, I have made them incredibly simple so mm-hmm. that they're 
easy to remember and applicable all the time. And the way that I do that is through an acronym now. And I say the practice is pause now. So the pause is about that that fork in the road moment that we mm -hmm. talked about earlier. You can either keep going doing this. You can either, you know, continue to spiral out, continue to, you know, have be frustrated in this moment, continue to yell at your kids or <laughs> right. be, in your, be in your car in traffic, you know, screaming out. at the other drivers. Right, right. right. exactly. <laughs> or, you know, wallowing in self-pity or, you know, any of the things, any of the things that you're experiencing mm. um, under the umbrella of stress and challenge and demands. You can continue down that path or you can take charge. And the pause is about making that choice. Hmm. When you find yourself in any level of moment of stress, again, sort of as an umbrella, you pause and decide where you're going. You're going to keep going or you're going to stop yourself. And, and, and you'll really appreciate this, Elizabeth. The reason that the pause piece is important is because our brains are really wired to find and follow patterns, right? And Oh, yes. It's so, and it's very beneficial on a lot of levels. Like, like for example, you know, you don't have to relearn how to tie your shoe. Right, day. right. I was thinking riding a bike, same thing. <laughs> that's right, right, that's right. Or driving a car, right? I yes. think that's a really good one. If you, you know, if we can remember back to when we first learned how to drive, there was so much to manage, mm, <laughs> so oh much, and gosh. it was a very intense in experience. Yeah. And now many of us can get behind a wheel and you know drive to and from work or the you know a, a familiar route. And often, and I do not recommend this, but often we get to the other get to the destination and sort of don't even really remember driving oh, right absolutely so yep. incredibly preoccupied so so there's benefits you know our brain is you know wants to be efficient and um so there's benefits in these patterns but as i mentioned earlier we can get into a pattern or a habit of negative judgmental you know stressing mm -hmm. again just to keep it simple <laughs> keep it under the umbrella it looks a little different for everybody but there's a lot yes. of similarities um in that sure. it's you know that umbrella yeah. Um, yeah so that's where the pause is is that moment to just interrupt the pattern mm. to, to to change it to to make a conscious choice to change it and just like me when i first started you know, noticing that I was busily searching, frantically searching for something to pull on on my face and it wasn't there. Um, it, this, at first, this may only be a, a sort of a two minute fix, <laughs> right? Yep. You may go right back to it. But as a practice, when you keep pausing and then going through these three steps, you eventually really interrupt this pattern. So it becomes less automatic and you retrain yourself to do things differently. Yeah. So then the now is the acronym of the three steps, self-study, surrender, and intention. The now is an acronym that helps you get through this sort of mental practice quite quickly. Mm. The now stands for notice. And it's simply about noticing your experience. And that's the self-study step. You just pay attention. What's going on right now? You know, what's going on in my body? What's going on in my mind? What is the situation? What's happening here? Yeah. Um, you know, really paying attention to it. It's information. It's there for you to understand, to 
um, to, to figure out. The O of the NOW acronym is open, and you used this word earlier, so I love it. It's open, mm. open to the experience, open to the opportunity. When you think about stress as some level of resistance, right? I don't want this to be happening. This right. is bad. Then opening to it, is the, which is the surrender step, opening to it really lets you make space for the growth, the learning, the insight, the, the opportunity that's there to change the pattern and to figure out what the resistance is all about in the first place. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the W is the intention step, which stands for welcome. And this is about welcoming what you really want, welcoming what you really want in this moment. Mm. Um, so when you think back to my practice, right, looking for eyebrows and eyelashes to pull on weren't there, bending over, you know, saying, okay, I, I, I see that I'm doing this. I'm going to pause for a second. I'm going to bend over. And in that bending over, it's, I didn't know this at the time, but but forward bending is very introspective. So it quite literally put me into a physical position of looking inward. Yeah. Um, and so that gave me the opportunity to just sort of notice like, um, you know, my brain is spinning. I'm spiraling out. I'm not breathing well. I'm, you know, I'm getting, getting into this or I'm going down the path of this same old, same old. So I'm stopping right. myself. I'm paying attention to it. Yeah. Slowing my breathing, um, you know, which is what my body needed me to be doing to slow my breathing. And then yeah. I took charge of my mental pattern instead of the, you know, spiraling, I like to say, the inner chaos, the going around and around. I said, this is what I want. And at first, again, it was stop pulling on your eyebrows and eyelashes, <sighs> but then it shifted to you're okay. It's fine. You're going to figure this out. And then it really evolved to, um, you know, wow, you've got this, like, you're awesome. <laughs> I turned uh, into my own cheerleader, but you yeah, know, yeah. even now using this process and my students and make peace with stress is really about cultivating that relationship with that inner knowing that we already talked about that inner, like, what is it here that I really want in this moment? Because mm. often, often our stress, our resistance, our, um, you know, our numbing and distracting, even with our own pattern of stressing is just that it's a, it's showing us that something is out of alignment, that we're not, you know, moving in the direction that we really truly want in mm. terms of our, you know, our heartfelt desire what we yeah. want for ourselves and our lives. Yeah. And I I love the just the progression of that, the pause, the openness, the, you know, what is it that I want or where do I want to be with this or, you know, what do I want next? But because I think sometimes people, at least clients that I work with who really have not had a lot of practice for whatever reason, whether it's family stuff, just how they've lived their lives up till now, that they don't necessarily know what the end, you know, what the, what is it that I want, but giving yourself those moments to sort of turn inward and be okay in that. Like, I don't know. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Yeah. 
Well, and I'd also like to sort of go back to what I was saying, even about yoga, it meets you where you are and really can be, you know, doesn't have to be a big sort of formal thing. And the, the intention piece step or, or the welcoming what you want, it doesn't have to be a, you know, ultimately here's where I want to be at some point in the future. How about what you want right now? In this moment, yeah. <laughs> in this moment, how do you want to feel right now? And also when you do that, oftentimes I have found in my uh, personal experience and with so many of the students that I've worked with is that there's also additional insight that is that we may not know on sort of a, an initial conscious level but, you know, using that example, it's actually, this is something that I do to myself and, uh, you know, more than I'd like to admit or more than I'd really want to. And so, you know, and this is, this is a personal experience I'm sharing, you know, of like, okay, I need to work on shifting my, you know, morning routine, or I need to, you know, this something that I did an hour ago is actually causing me now to have such, you know, such a negative experience mm. right now. So that insight is I calm down now and also recognizing like an hour ago when I should have started to get ready, oh, I yes, yes, did yes. one more thing or, you know, oh, I'll just, you know, whatever. Yes. So there's yes. a level of what do, you, what do you want now and also that welcoming and that openness that you're cultivating often helps give us insight to the bigger picture. So for your listeners and your, um, you know, your, your, the clients that you're talking about that feel like they don't know what they want for themselves, focus on what you want now, even if it's a teeny tiny little thing. Yeah. Recognizing that often that makes way, makes space <laughs> for bigger knowing. Absolutely. I would 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and I think it, again, as you said, it sort of reinforces, creates those pathways in our brain to help us be more open to what you might need or, or what you needed in that moment of stress an hour ago that you forgot or missed or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So good. So if people wanted sort of more tips in terms of whether it's how yoga can help them be uh, more grounded and present in their life or just resources in general to help people with stress, do you, are there, would there be anything that you would like to offer or share? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a couple of things um, on my website, makepeacewithstress.com. There is a stress type quiz oh. and you can take that quiz to determine um, if you're in one of the three major categories of stress types, which are freezer, catastrophizer, and imploder. Hmm. And once you take the quiz and um, discover your stress type, there is a one sheet PDF that you can download that has some information about your stress type 
and also a, a very simple practice that you can start to use. And what's, what's really beautiful about this practice is that the three different um, sort of aspects of the practice, the physical thing, the, the breathing thing, and the mental thing are all incredibly helpful as individual practices mm. and when they're used together or even two of them together or mm. all three of them together their their ability to you know they become more potent i guess might be the right way to say it cool yeah. so how do people find you so at so at make peace with stress, um, you can uh, when you when you take the quiz and uh, download your practice, you're then um, on my email list. And the other actual thing that um, I I offer as support is I send a weekly email called now this mm -hmm. and the now is the practice and the this is typically uh, as I always. Um, focus the practice on something that you might be struggling with. So some past um, topics are frustration or insomnia, or I think worry might be on there or nice. you know, tension, right? So a way to apply the make peace with stress practice to specific issues that, you know, that, that you might be struggling with. Um, so once you're on my email list at any time, you can email me and um, I'm happy to, to, you know, offer any guidance and support that I can. Yeah. And you do, you offer virtual as well. Once in-person stuff becomes, you know, face-to-face -face stuff comes back. <laughs> you do both, yes. correct? Yes. I do. Yeah. And Make Peace with Stress is a virtual program. Um, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So cool. we do all of our connecting online that way I can work with people in their schedules and, um, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I will include your website and all your social media links in the show notes for the podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate uh, that. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and sharing your story. I think that um, it's so important to hear. I mean, I know it's been important for me in my life, but also I think for listeners to know that there are paths to healing even when there's a lot of stress and anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, and I, and, and even further than that, I, you know, I just want to share that if you're listening to this right now and you're really struggling, it means there is a tremendous opportunity for mm -hmm. transforming your life. Not just, you know, not just getting over it or dealing with it or, feeling a little bit better, but I truly, with every cell of my being, believe that your struggling is an impetus for massive growth. Mm, I love that. And I do, I agree with that too. Oh, well, thank you, Stephanie. And um, I look forward to getting to know your work a little bit better. Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed that conversation with Stephanie, and I hope you did too. 
You can find all of her information in the show notes, how to find her, how to find her program, Make Peace with Stress. I know that mindfulness, meditation, and my practice of self-compassion have helped me heal, so I'm always interested in knowing what others' journeys have been and how they've found their way to healing. If you'd like to be included in the newsletter for the podcast, please go to womanwarriors.com and fill out the form there or click on the most recent episode and there will be a link in the show notes. And did you know there's also a Woman Warriors group on Facebook? We're gathering there talking about our worries, our struggles, and our paths to healing and having some fun along the way. So if you'd like to join us, You can also go to the show notes for the most current episode and you will find a link to sign up there. I hope you all have a less stressful week. Maybe you can utilize some of the tools that Stephanie recommended in the the podcast, in the interview to pause and turn inward and ask yourself what you need in this moment but also what you want going forward. Have a wonderful week. Ciao for now from This Woman Warrior. Thanks for listening and subscribing to The Woman Warriors Podcast. Music was written and performed by Andy Cush. If you'd like more information on this episode, you can find the show notes, the resources shared today, and links to the guests' profiles at womanwarriors.com. Thank you.